This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to revformen.com. That's revformen.com. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, in Los Angeles today. That's right, Los Angeles, La La Land, whatever you want to call it. This was my old stomping ground, and I was fortunate to be here uh, celebrating my special guest's birthday over the past weekend. He's been on the show before, Frank Pond. He's going to join me in a few minutes here. And Janet Jackson, last night. Yes, oh, the Rhythm Nation. The original nasty woman was here live at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow, what an amazing night. I cannot say enough of. Um, I will kind of get into it a little bit with uh, Frank because he was there with me. And we'll just share with you a couple of the highlights. But uh, the State of the World Tour, if you have a chance, you need to see it. This is episode 29. And we will be focusing on the best lap dance bars around the world, here in the country and around the world, that um, my special guest Frank Pond and I have been fortunate to have a few lap dances. And so we're going to get into that and all the sexy stories related to that. But wanted to just update you on what's been going on with me. Like I said, I'm here in La La Land, L.A., but before I left in New York, um, I um, I had a couple of funny stories that I wanted to share with you all. One of them was, and I'm curious to know if any of you all have been in this situation, and I'm, I, I'm sure there's going to be people out there but uh, that can relate, but um, I'm talking about when you have seen a guy out in the bar, the club, the grocery store, wherever, throughout the years, and in this case, I've been in New York City now for 10 years. I just celebrated 10 years this year, and... There is, there's always been a few guys that I've seen that, you know, you've had that flirtation, that flirtation between the two of you, but maybe nothing ever happened, whether it was timing, maybe one of you was in a relationship or, you know, who knows what was going on, but you just never seemed to connect, but you knew that there was always this flirty connection. And sometimes I would argue if you let that go on for too long, you know, if you see this person time and time again, years start going by, you may or may not have still have that spark, but now it's moved on into another territory. You either are going to be friends, you're, you know, you haven't fucked yet. So now it's kind of, hmm. And then it usually just, they become an acquaintance that when you see them, you say hi. Well, I had an experience the other day, uh, right before I left of this, uh, guy that I had seen throughout the years. He had, uh, bartended at a, at some of the, um, the parties here in New York called Alegria. We had certainly flirted like on the dance floors before, and now he um, is at a, a different bar here. And I, I've sat at his bar a few times, and you know, a little bit of that flirtation was still there, but not as strong as certainly back in the day. But 
this last uh, Wednesday when I was in town, or I think it was Tuesday, excuse me, uh, we happened to be, you know, I think I was being a little suggestive and, and kind of, you know, was asking what he's doing and what are you doing later when you get off of work? And, um, well, it actually worked and he uh, ended up coming over. And uh, so in some ways it was that fantasy that I've always wanted to be with this person and, it actually took a nice curve. In other words, the the we ended up kind of he came to my place. We talked for a while. The, um, I'll tell you the caveat later. But long story short, we ended up having uh, um, really kind of hot, interesting sex. I mean, it wasn't <clears throat> you know traditional fucking, but it was kind of hot and fetish related. And who knew that we would both kind of gone in this route and it was, it was hot. And so that part of it was like, wow, after all this time, he lived up to it, but lived up to it in a, in a better way. So I'm glad I did kind of push for this, for this, you know, long-term crush that I had because it ended up kind of working out. So, you know, even when you think my advice would be is even when you think, you know, time has, you know, petered out this, this thing that you've had with this person, um, just try it. You never know. And, um, the other part about it was, you know, I had of course thought, oh, well maybe this could be somebody interesting to kind of spend more time with. Um, and although he came over and we were having conversation, I would argue that he was talking more about his life. Uh, I think he even said at the end of the night, um, you know, that was, that was hot and all. And, and I know I talk a lot, which I just nodded as I walked him to the door and said goodbye. Um, I think he pretty much knows very little about me other than my apartment and what I am like in bed. But I certainly could tell you a lot about him. And so where that I definitely love listening to people. Um, but I now know that, OK, probably not somebody that I'm going to date or something but would be certainly open to having another hot night with this person again. So, so, so that was certainly interesting. And, um, I had another interesting story and I'm curious to know if you have ever been in this situation before where in this particular case, um, I happened to be out and met these, this hot Latino group. It was at a bar I frequent a lot and, they were the uh, probably five or six hot Latin guys, and they were all celebrating one of their uh, one of the guy's birthday, who was Colombian, and he was very sexy and and almost model esque. And him and I were certainly flirting and started to you know I don't know kiss a little bit, and I ended I ended up inviting them over for a nightcap at my place. And they, they said yes, which was nice. And so we were all having a drink and it was actually kind of cool. And I, of course, was doing what I love to do is dress people in, in leather gear and, and style them, you know, while we're having a drink, of course. But I was doing that with one of them while I had noticed one of the other guys who happened to be Dominican, him and I had sort of a flirtation. Well, I'm not sure if you know where this story is going, but have you ever been in a situation before where in a certain group, you kind of have a thing, a flirtation with two guys, 
But it's not always the best thing because ultimately I think you need to pick. And I think because I had picked the Colombian guy initially, or at least it was his birthday, I invited him first. He in turn invited all the rest of the guys over that I probably should have just continued on that path. But then I was noticing this attraction to the other guy, the Dominican guy, and that, I guess, the original Colombian guy noticed that at one point, and that apparently caused a lot of internal drama amongst the group because, of course, then, you know, even though we hadn't done anything yet, it's just, I guess there was sort of an allegiance, if you will, towards, you know, you started with this one guy, you can't really cut to the next one. And that can sometimes lead towards a dangerous route because then you might not get into either one of them, you know, in the end. Um, so they, and of course the original Colombian guy decided at some point that, okay, <clears throat> this night needs to end and kind of rounded up the troops and said he was leaving. Um, I did, however, <laughs> manage to get the Dominican guy's phone number and, he explained to me a little bit of the internal drama and I said, of course I understand. And who knows? I think we've texted a few times and I'm hoping maybe I will get to see him when I get back because I definitely don't want to cause any drama. And I'm sure you have been in that situation too before you need to kind of stay in one lane or be a little more discreet perhaps. Well, now I think it would be a great time to bring in my special guest. He's been on the show before. He is Frank Pond. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for being on the show again. It's kind of my birthday gift to myself, and I thank you very much. It was a fabulous birthday, like a downtown. We took you out to dinner, and then we went to the, that really cool bar, uh, Bar Mattachine. Right? Love that place. Which I don't think I've talked about it on this show, but it is somewhat of an homage to... Um, the Mattachine uh, Society, which was kind of the first gay, I don't know, what would you call it, group? It was the first gay political activist group um, in the country, and it, and it started here uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah, and allegedly, truthfully, before Stonewall? Yes, I mean, this was in the, I might get my decade wrong, I think 50s, could be even as early as the late 40s. Yeah, so look it up, but more importantly, go to uh, Bar Medicine. We love them because they have this, um, it's the one gay bar I know that does craft cocktails, which I thought of this one time before, like, why, you know, because I love, like, a good cocktail. I know you yeah. do as well. Absolutely. Um, and this is a place that we can get it and still be amongst our peeps and listen to great music and flirt and all that fun stuff. It really was. And it was a really fun night. And I just, I love their creative cocktails it oh. just, and just good vibe. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But last night I was talking about it earlier before, um, Miss Janet Jackson and how amazing was that show? That concert felt so personal and, you know, we're one of 17,000 people in the audience and the whole time it just felt like she was, communicating one-on-one -on -one. is so special and, and like not through words because there was a, right. a, a really amazing part towards the end of the show where she brought on all of her dancers throughout 
the in all of her tours, music videos, and obviously a lot of them reside here in Los Angeles. It's a big mecca for dancers and auditioning. And so they all showed up on stage doing Rhythm Nation. And I posted it on our Talk About Gay Sex um, Instagram, so you can see that moment. But it was really her thank you to all of them and all what they've contributed throughout the years. And most dancers never get to see, you know, you know, their background right, in, in general. Yep. And she really gave them a face and introduced them and told like fun stories about them. And it was a really unique moment from a pop star that I've ever seen. You know, it was it was beautiful. And um, you do you've danced a lot in, in your time. So you knew some of these people. I didn't know any of them. And yet I felt like at the end of the homage that I did, it was Ugh. just beautiful. It teared me up. It yeah, was great. It really did, too. Cassidy was one of the dancers there. I forget what tour he was on, but he's adorable. And we met him before we covered a, a dance thing for uh, Macy's Passport and he was up there. It was just so cool to see all of these dancers but she just, I mean, the other interesting factor on that um, was that, you know, this tour was released, the Unbreakable tour that was two years ago obviously she had a baby, the marriage and now it was the pickup but it's called State of the World and not only does she look amazing and like, wow, but it's it's a revamped tour. She seems so happy. I can't say enough about it other than if you can really try and get a ticket to this show, you will I mean, whether you're a major Janet fan like I am or just have liked her throughout the years, you will love this show. It was creative and fun. I loved it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the other funny thing, um, that was interesting to me the other day is um, Frank has this gorgeous house in Los Angeles. It's one of Thank those you. quintessential L.A. homes that's, you know, open and it was, you know, built here um, right in the L.A. area. And uh, we were out at Foo Bar, which is a fun bar Friday night. And one of your friends invited some of the dancers, the the yeah, wet. Indeed. What were they called? Wet <laughs> it underwear? Was wet I think it was just Wet Go-Go Dancer Night, which is a really strange title, but it did describe what happened. Yeah, other than the, at the, like the end, they were encouraging those in the audience to come up and I guess they would hose you down or something yeah. like that in your underwear. And But the dancers were, you know, sexy and, and raunchy and fun, like you, you would want them. They tend to get Absolutely. a little bit more down and dirty, I would say, at FUBAR, which is always fun. And one of our friends, your original friend, invited a couple of these boys over after, you know, because here in LA things close at two. So they came over and I, I mean, I think the one thing that I took away was cause they were relatively young. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say definitely. And young's a relative thing, but I don't know in their twenties. I would say twenties. Twenties. Yeah. <laughs> totally. We got in your hot tub. N- nudity was just like, you know, whatever, take the clothes off. No problem. <laughs> Two of the dancers were just going at it, full like giving us a really good show. And I think what I was struck by by all of it was just that they're, I don't know, I don't know if it was the youth, the fact that they're dancers, but that they are just so free. I, I agree. It was just very, it was a very fun yet relaxed 
kind of evening where everyone just went with the flow. And I'm really glad to, that I can get 10 in my hot tub. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, we could probably push it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, and other than the fact that the one like screwed up your sound system because we yeah. had to hear his, his set list. And it's one of those electronic... Systems that controls the entire the lights, the music, and of course he was just like, "I want to hear my 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 iPhone. What's on my playlist right now?" And like pressed all these buttons and screwed up the whole sound system. And it, yeah, well, there was that, but we 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 yeah. made, we managed through it. We did, <laughs> we did, and I I couldn't help but laugh because one of the dancers was you know going at it with the other dancers with everybody else in the hot tub. I mean, full on people. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, wow, do you dance tomorrow night? Do you work? He's like, oh, no, no, I have tomorrow off. And I'm so, so excited because I met this boy the other day. And he doesn't know it yet, but he's my future husband. And I'm taking him out. And I'm thinking, wow, that's so interesting because, I mean, I think that's great. As I just saw you, like, plow, get plowed, like, with all these guys <laughs> freely. And it was just... It, I love this. It's very, you know, free and and it's almost like some of these millennial types are hearkening back to I don't know, the free love 60s era. It feels it felt a little like that, like you know, the good times that happened in the 60s and 70s before the world came closing in on us. Exactly. And speaking of dancers, it leads us to our current topic for this week, which is our obsession of with lap dancers or we're calling it the best lap dance bars and more around the world, or whatever you want to call it, but it's all about lap dancers, and this is a perfect lead into it. And you and I have been fortunate enough, <laughs> or horny enough, or whatever, to go to some of these, um, I don't know, lap dance bars. Yeah, or go go, 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 boy stripper. bars, but I want to be clear that boy is the generic gay sense, not young people, because oh, yeah. that's sexual tourism, and that's gross. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. even think yeah. about that. I guess, yeah, yeah, I just want to be, because I use boy a lot, and I don't want to be sending yeah. the wrong message. Well, we say Mary girl. All the, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully, our listening audience yeah. is, <laughs> is up to up to um, current dialogue. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the. We've been to so many of them, and, and you know, right off the bat, um, we were just talking about FUBAR here. The one that comes to mind, and they're in New York and here in Los Angeles, is the Adonis. Um, we've talked about them before, and I, I give them a lot of credit because they have been around for a while, and they really get a really hot selection of dancers around. Uh, they... We'll do lap dances for you here at FUBAR on, I'm not sure, Sundays? Sunday Sunday and Wednesday, I believe. Okay. But Sunday for sure. And in LA and in New York, they do, well, actually, they've got like post gigs at um, several of the bars in New York. And the one that I was, they had a couple complications, which they've talked freely and openly about, you know, renting places where they'll want to have liquor. And you know those here in the states. There's all these liquor laws about you can't have liquor with nudity, and which sucks. But or doesn't or doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they were doing it at a place, Paddles, which to me was like, wow. You spend. They wanted you to spend fifty bucks to enter, no alcohol. There was no show because sometimes at these bars that we're talking about. 
in addition to lap dances, they'll do sort of like a show where they'll introduce Tommy and Tommy comes up and he's got this whole music and he does a little, you know, and sometimes those are cheesy in my mind. I don't know. Indeed. I, I think I can think of a few places that hit the cheese factor pretty strongly. Totally. Other times they're hot. Some yeah. of them get it. Some can't dance. But it does give the audience a chance to see these people under the lights and up close and personal and decide if or not they want to take them back for a lap dance, which typically can range within the range of like $20 or so per song. And I'm saying per song now, people, because as a person that has been to many a go-go stripper bar, you need to get that rate down in, oh, not in writing, but you do need to specify because songs in my mind and songs to sometimes these dancers are not the same concept. So you'll be thinking, I think that Kylie Minogue song just ended and now we're into a, a Britney song or whatever. And, and <laughs> you'll be like, okay. And the next thing you know, it's like, okay, I'm good. And they're like, yeah, that was six songs and you owe me, you know, all this money and it's like wait a minute what no i didn't uh, i thought we just went into britney you know and so my advice and i'm i'm telling you tell them okay just choose say i just want to do one song or right. say and y- you need to tell me when that song ends i may increase if you're good enough to two or three but you need to tell me when that first song ends yeah, you really do need that pre-negotiation because sometimes, uh, shall we say, that you get back there and you stop listening carefully. And so I yeah, think so by always, doing it up front is a very wise It's not wise always go. on the dancers. You know, it could no. just be that you, you're in the moment, like you're saying, sure. and, you know, and it was a mix. Like sometimes it's DJ mix type stuff. So, right. you know, the line of when one song ends. And so it, I think it's just a good practice to sort of state that I've learned the hard way. And that's why I'm sharing you my advice with you. Um, but absolutely. Well, Steve, throughout the course of talk about gay sex, one thing, one thing has always been a constant, constant, which is communication is the critical component to a successful and happy sexual life. Exactly. And, and that includes when you negotiate with a go-go dancer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these, uh, you know, so they recently moved um, to, because most of the Adonis parties are, you know, they'll do these shows at, at like Fairy Tales Bar in New York. You'll see the show and then they'll come around on their breaks and they'll hit you up, elicit you to go back for a dance. Um, so, but they do this one party now at this private location and it's actually near where I live, somewhere on 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. And it still is, I think it's like $50, but they're nude. So the benefit I think is, and then they tell you BYOB so you can bring your own, oh, okay. which I kind of think is cool. That is cool. So you just run to the liquor store and get, you know, vodka if you're a drinker or you want a yeah. drink or two. And then I think you give it to a person in the, in the bar that's managing all this with your initials mm-hmm. and they provide all of the mixers. So it is a little like, you know, frat ish in my mind, but whatever right. it, it, they've figured out a way that aligns with the laws of New York city without, you know, getting shut down, you can still get a drink and you are still having fun. And then these dancers are fully naked. And I think there's private areas where you can then do a lap dance. Um, cool. 
Granted, it can be an expensive night, but I, this is their solution, and I think it's working. That does seem that does seem to work, and I think that's a fun way of doing it. I too had that same puzzle. I I once uh, was staying at uh, your apartment, and I, I noted it was a paddles night for the uh, Adonis party, and I kept thinking to myself, like I. I'm going by myself. I don't know anybody. I don't mind ever going out on my own. But to go somewhere, no drinks, $50, just was like, I don't know. That seemed like work. Exactly. And it's not like, you know, we're trying to get trashed here. And then like, hey, go back with us for the day. No, no. that's a mess. A lot of it has to do with, you know, the nerve to get up enough nerve to, for a lot of people, you know, going back with the dancer is scary and they don't know, you know, what am I to do and what's this, you know, all this kind of stuff. And if you have any guilt or shame or whatever, these things. So a drink or two is just loosening you up a bit so that you can then get up the nerve to pick the dancer of your choice and, you know, and have a nice dance with them. I think that's exceedingly good advice. Yeah. Not too much, but just a little. Right. There's a few other dancer bars in New York. Nowhere bar does Monday nights. Um, as well as the monster on Thursday nights. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, downstairs. Oh, cool. okay. The only thing I would say about some of these, and, you know, whatever, gay for pay, whatever you want to call it, a lot of these dancers at some of these establishments are straight. Right. And I don't mind that. Sometimes I've heard it bothers certain people. The only time it does bother me is when if a... a chick walks into the bar that they're not then I'm, I'm going to see you gawking at that girl or right. running over or all the guys are like running to her because then I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be fantasy and right. fun for us. And I'm assuming they're doing it to make money and they're making fantasies come true. There's a place called wet dreams, which we'll talk about shortly in Puerto Vallarta. So they actually, I mean, it goes with that whole, this is fantasy and fun, clean fun. Yes. And so when you do see a dancer and the one girl, and I've seen this before, it doesn't matter what she looked like, whether she's a hot babe or just a regular ass chick walks into the room and they're all like, you know, because it's chick alert I'm like, you just pulled me out of fantasy land, and now I know you are just doing this for money, and I'm less likely to want to... You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it, it, you lose you lose the fantasy. I think that's the exact right word. Now, that goes back to something you said earlier. That's actually why I like the dancer bars that have the cheesy um, song dance first, because maybe this is mildly stereotypical, but straight men can't dance. So <laughs> if you watch them do the first opening dance... I can think of a couple of gay ones that don't either, but yeah. yeah true, in general. true that, true that, but... If you actually watch them dance beforehand, you can kind of pick the straight from the gay, at least, you know, to a 50% level. It also does something that's interesting, too. It's It allows you to, again, with the cocktail moment where you get to walk in, find a seat, grab a cocktail, settle in, then you get to see them perform so... Essentially, you get to see, oh, hmm, that one's interesting. Or that might be one. It gives you a minute to kind of assess the situation and who you might want to. Versus, which I've been in places that I've walked into the bar downstairs, 
I no sooner walked in, and this happened recently, and they are running up to mm-hmm. to one of us and grabbing, hey, do you want to go for a dance? And they're, you know, ha- do not, heaven forbid you like looked at them and that that's <laughs> to them is green light to drag you. And I have been dragged to the back room and it's just, it's crazy because it's, that to me then feels forced and, and, and the reality is I would actually go with certain dancers, spend the $20 or more, but give me a minute to settle in and choose who I want to go back with. I think that's, again, very good advice. And I think something for somebody who does not usually go to go-go bars or, or lap dance bars, stripper bars, you need to plan ahead. And, and it's not daunting at all if you think about it for a minute or two that you walk in and you have your presence of mind to say no. Uh, or not yet, I need a moment, or whatever it is that you can say, maybe later, but you don't want to just say yes right away because some dancers, sorry to say, are glommers. And once they are yes. glommed, you are stuck. And they tend to glom to like you uh, and my friend, um, or my co-host Steve Carpenter at times, right. and it's like, geez, and it's like... and. I just think there should be like a handbook for some of these bars or the people that run some of these, because I just think, you know, you'd probably, I would say, look, dancers, here are the rules. Here's what's probably going to make you more money. Right. If you just assess the situation, don't get overly forceful at first. You know, there's a way to make more money if you just weren't so, you know, glomming onto people or forceful or whatever. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Moving on to like other cities we've been to, which we love Miami, and Beautiful. I can't, we cannot leave this conversation without talking about Twist, the ever iconic Twist, um, which it's on Collins Street. No, no, no. Um, Washington. Washington Street. Yep. And Washington 11th, I think, or something like that. Exactly. For those of you that know, it's um, it's several, It's well, it's two floors, I think. and But many rooms. But many rooms. And yeah. that's like the beauty of it, because it's like a one-stop shop. And I mm-hmm. mean that literally, because w- when you initially walk in, you're sort of in this like old school saloon bar that mm-hmm. I never want to hang out in, but I think it's cool. And as you walk through the hallway you enter like this patio area where you right. could sit, hang out there and, you know, be in the open air and it's Miami. So it's always warm. And then in the back, which I call the shack or a lot of people yeah. call us call the shack is the bar where the dancers are where, <laughs> and it's not the most ideal situation for lap dances because basically they'll have, uh, it's a very tiny shack of a bar. There's mm-hmm. a bar in the middle that takes up most of the space. And then you're, it's basically this, I don't know, O-shaped, rectangular, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Teeny tiny stage, which sometimes they utilize with the drag queen. And then one side of the bar where you can hang out, another area. And then against the far wall are basically bar stools in yeah. relatively dark situation, but you're not in, in an enclosed area. And that's where these dancers will come and take you, which oftentimes you're knee to knee with another patron. (laughs) Yeah. Who's also getting sort of been there. Yeah. Right. And I don't mind it. I think it's kind of fun. What do you think? I I think it is fun. It's a different, it's a different vibe from other uh, go-go bars, but because the dancers are cool and they're fun and they're hot, it can be a fun environment. It's definitely 
less on the sexy element and more on the fun element of going. True, true. Although there is this one that um, I've met before, and I don't, he is, gosh, is he Venezuelan? I'm not sure. But I now follow him on Instagram, and he's a MMA fighter. Wow. And he's like really good at, yeah. like, he's competed, and he's so sexy, so hot. And whenever. I, you know, I've gone in there, you know, and it'll be months or even a year mm-hmm. before I've gone, but he'll immediately see me, yeah. which is a sign of a good dancer, dart over to me, give me a huge hug. It doesn't force me to go back, but of course no. I do go back for several dances mm-hmm. and I think, I think he gave me his cell phone a couple mm-hmm. times before and, you know, we certainly like exchanged texts, but nice. never met in, went any further, but he does it right, and I he's so hot. I really like him, and I love following him on Instagram. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that can happen too, people. Yeah, <laughs> and that, and the the beauty of twist, not to not to over uh, involve it, but is the fact that you can take breaks. You don't have to just go there to the go go bar. You can then go upstairs, uh, around the bend, different music, different experiences. The so R and B room, yeah. the dance room, the yeah. The Latin room, Latin. Oh, we forgot. I mean, uh, it's Achilles, fantastic. Uh, one of our friends, Achilles, is a bartender in the in the Latin room that plays like salsa, which is really funny right. here because you're in Miami. But it, it it's a gay bar, and Achilles is like this really hot, fun, I'll say. personable bartender that yeah. makes a great cosmopolitan or margarita or whatever you want. Pretty much an amazing bartender and very friendly, nice man. Yeah. So you end up going like you can just keep roaming around and I love it. I, I do too. And it's, it, it's, you said one stop shop because it really is. I mean, and, and the fact that um, South Beach and, and Miami doesn't have a lot of bars, it makes it okay because you, you're really going to multiple bars when you go to Twist. Exactly. And it's open till like five in the morning or yeah. something like that because I guess Miami's Liquor laws are a little bit on the weekends or something. Or smarter. No, I think even during the week. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I love that. I do too, because, you know, there's nothing that's more um, killable for an evening out than the 145 drink pickup. Um, it's sort of like, wait, I just got here. And literally, oftentimes, we just did. Exactly. There's another one that we've been to, Floppy Rooster, which mm-hmm. is a little bit of a trek. It literally is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you probably wouldn't be staying anywhere around this because it's like in a industrial area, yep. but it's interesting. It's a floppy rooster. I, um, the only thing I would say about it gets typically I've noticed gay hot dancers that in- perform and the performances are really like full on. They've got like a big, yep. nice square stage and they do like really good performances, but you do have to pay a cover to get in and then I think at one point you had to pay a fee to then go back with the dancer. Just, right. And then on top of that, the per song fee that you're going to pay the dancer. So in my mind, it was a little convoluted. And I think they do this at another bar in in Fort Lauderdale, Boardwalk, Boardwalk bar. which mm-hmm. is sort of the same thing. And to me, it's like there's too many fees. And again, this is fantasy. This is supposed to be fun for patrons. When you're paying this fee, that fee, and another fee that could really rack up because it's dances, 
you start to th- think in your head, ka-ching, 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 yep. and it pulls you out of that fantasy mode and into, oh my gosh, I'm now spending like a hundred and something, but whatever. And then I think they they should streamline some of these fees, I think, because isn't the goal to make money for everybody and have your patrons have a good time? Well, yeah, I don't think sex should take a PhD. Um, and, You're right. And I mean, seriously, you show up at the bar and... And it, it's always on some sign somewhere, and it doesn't make any sense. And then the person at the door a- acts as if you've, like, done this every day since you've been 18, so you should know exactly how it goes. Yeah. It makes and no sense to me. one of them has this, like, you know, granny woman that is yeah. not having it, and no. <laughs> she's got, like, a sourpuss face on. Yeah. I'm like, where did we find her, people? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is who we're... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, the thing about uh, Floppy Rooster and Boardwalk Bar is... I tend not to, at neither one do I really like going back with a dancer. But I find that the dancers are so hot, I enjoy being in both places. And just the energy of the bar is fun. And talking to the dancers, you know, they're, they're actually friendly even if you don't go back for a dance. Some of them. But Some one of them, them at Boardwalk, sorry, I got into it because yeah. I didn't agree. He... I think would just rip me off in terms of how many songs and right. I was very specific and he came storming after me and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, and it was, it almost went down, but, yeah. but you, we settled it down. Yeah. Um, but our dear friend Omar, I hope he's Props still there. To Omar. He's a bartender there. Who's, you know, I could sit and chat and look at Omar at the bar all night because to me that's my lap dance moment amen even if it's in my head yeah but yeah <laughs> well i mean and we met him in key west we met him in key west. different yeah, time exactly. different place yeah. but and there and actually super cool what's the, i don't know if you recall the name of the key west bar no. bourbon pub bourbon pub and you can um take dancers back there as well yeah you can i always i always forget that because it's such a um more of a bar club scene than it is um, than than it is a a, a go go bar itself right. that I forget that that component is there but yeah they have they have booths and things where you can go back with the dancers and they'll have hot dancers there that yeah. will try and get you to go back which I was going to talk about this a little later but since we're on this topic of we had met a dancer there at one point you and I right that um, dancer horror stories that you know he was great perhaps gay for pay. We really liked him. I mean, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. We went back with him. He was very open and <laughs> very free when you went back into the... Because a lot of these places, um, for those of you who, who have never gone back, some of them you'll go back into um, the dancer area and they'll have private rooms. So sometimes it's curtained off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a little stall where you have a little bench and the dancer you know, obviously dances above you. I mean, there's all sorts of configurations. There's right. the twist one where it's just like... <laughs> right there on the bar stool next to the next person. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, in this one, he was very free and open, and we sort of became friendly with him. But he's sort of hit, hit you up throughout yeah. the years and, you know, asked for donations and all this kind of thing. And it's just, it's become a nuisance. Well, he's asked for, you know, things like, I, I, I can't... I have to get a ticket to get this job somewhere. So it's not even like, you know, there's any sexual component to it. It's just like, hey, can you send me some money? Well, I think he started that way right. at one point. Right. And then 
as he saw that you weren't really responding, he just got a little bit more blatant with what he right. wanted, yeah. but then was sloppy, right? Because Well, yeah, because, well, I'll tell you, I mean, there is a funny part of this since he got married this last weekend oh. and I follow him on, you know, social media. So I have the pictures of the wedding. And I remember one time that he gave me this whole sob story about like, he just needed like, you know, a hundred bucks or something. And, and, and it really sounded like good. I mean, yeah. his grandmother needed something or, or sob he needed story. something. Oh my God. It was a good sob story. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, sometimes I, I have a Catholic guilt. I, okay, I, I sent sure. him some money and, um, and then the next day I see this, he's giving this gift to his then girlfriend, now wife. And I'm like, oh. that came, <laughs> I bought that. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's another no. sloppiness. Ugh, I can't stand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Much less the fact that, you know, he used it for something other than what he said he was yeah. going to sob story. Right. And on top of that, it's like, you just wonder, like, does this girl have any idea who she's marrying? And I saw some of the pictures on Facebook of the wedding that, yeah. by the way, looked <laughs> like a lavish wedding. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the tuxedos and the, va- I mean, and she's like the love of my life. They're posting on Facebook. And I'm yeah. like, do you know who you just married? Yeah. I, I don't think she does. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But well, suffice to say, there's been no more Western Union uh, drop-offs uh, after that uh, event. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, let's go a little bit more international because that's where some of the fun really happens, I think. Yes. If you wouldn't agree. And, you know, our dear friends in uh, Puerto Rico that are, you know, I just hope that they get that electricity back on Amen. and it's a horror show. Yeah. We have a friend out there that she was telling us that, you know, she's fine, but they're still without electricity and it's yeah. ridiculous. I read t- this morning that it was 90% of the Island. How is this possible? But yeah. yeah and I don't want to turn the show into no, that downer. And but. a lot of it is, you know, a lot of Puerto Rico, it's not a very large Island is based on tourism. And we certainly love going there. And one of the places that we like to go to that has dancers is SX. And it used to be, I was told, um, an eagle, like a leather bar. Well, I think you get that since I don't think they paid a lot for redecorating. No, yeah. (laughs) It's dark. It's in San Juan. It's... um, But it's cool because they retained a lot of that, uh, like there's, I think, ropes or chains kind of coming from the ceiling. Yeah. They... Dancers can kind of, you know, twirl around on and there's this one bartender and he goes by Superman. Why? And he should. <laughs> because he has a, a big Superman tattoo on his chest. And some f- some other reasons too. And he's huge, mm-hmm. he, well endowed, and he may or may not be gay for pay, I don't know, but Excuse me. he is... Um, super sweet and will be bartending and he's another one that will remember you and you haven't been there in like two years and he'll be like, Hey, and and a man of few words, which I always like, and we'll get on the bar at certain points and start dancing and take his clothes off full naked at this bar actually, because I don't think the the rules are a little different there. Yeah. I don't think that. Honestly, I'm not sure there are rules. So it is, uh, it is a, it is a good, uh, a good place, and and a, and a ton of fun, and also just one block away from the major gay nightclub. So you can kind of also sort of twist like bounce between the two and have you know all kinds of fun. Absolutely, and 
Um, he's just a lot of fun. And I think you can, yeah, so you can take dancers mm-hmm. into certain areas. Right. But then you can also uh, go to like a dark area. Yeah, I've heard there's a dark room. Yeah, uh, I, I have. There is. And in there, you don't have to be with the dancer and you can just kind of um, do it, you know. Old Meet school. somebody, yeah. So it's a, it's a really fun place. I want to get more into some of these um, international spots, but I want to really quick take a quick break and check in with our sponsor, Rev. Go to revformen.com. Hey, Carpenter, you go to a lot of group parties and group sex parties. I beg your pardon. <laughs> What's you go to a Friday night party that's kind of bare? Yeah, there's a bare party that's kind of that's that's kind of fun. So you, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you 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 want to be hard when you go to these things. Oh, right? absolutely. So doesn't Rev help for you? Rev for men, absolutely. It's fantastic because you will be hard. You will be hard. But it's absolutely. not just that, right? It's like it's the consultation that they give you before yes. to, to determine if you're a good candidate for it, and it's the. The follow-up that they give you, the training they give you, the support. Yeah, they, they text you and say, you know, how was that dosage for you, that initial dosage? And did that work for you? Was you know, How many you times want... did you get fucked that night <laughs> at that group? How many times Friday? did I get fucked or how many yeah. times did I fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but don't you love that? That whole, <laughs> they really care and it's that. They really do. It's that initial consultation that I really got it with them, right? Because yeah. Because obviously they're checking for the health benefits from, from the doctor, but then it's beyond that. It's like the follow-up. That's beyond that. Exactly. It's the follow-up. It's the, the dosage. You know, how does that work for you? Do you want, you know, did it last long enough? Was it hard enough? You know, all of that stuff that's, that's really important to a man. It's real. You know, and, and a gay man, and they understand, they're gay men, they understand you know what we're what we're up against, so to so speak. So enjoy yourself at these parties, Carpenter. Oh, and and <laughs> I and I have. And for all of you, check out RevForMen.com. You will not be disappointed. Not disappointed at all. You'll just be hard. And we're back. So we are talking about all the the hot best lap dance bars around the world, and we are doing it in in an hour here. So um, and because we've been to a lot of them, we've been all around the world. Yeah, and one of the places that I love um, that I'm hoping to go to uh, this year or early next is Puerto Vallarta. Who? What's not to love? Oh, I love it there. It's so great, and um, they have a couple. Um, bars there and one of them is wet dreams that i really love first of all for those of you who have never been to puerto vallarta i couldn't recommend it enough your dollar goes very far and it's um it's a nice mix of culture some really great food a gay scene that has plenty um and then on top of that, you, there's like a gay beach, blue right. chairs, there's green chairs. Um, you can, when you go to those, some of those places, you can uh, hang out at the beach, you can get cocktails, you can get like an umbrella and all that. You can peruse the, the other people that are there. It's just so much fun. I, I can't imagine a place that packs in more fun in a shorter period of time because it's not a place you need to go for two weeks. You can go for four or five days and have just an amazing fun time. And it, there is a sexual electricity in the air, but it's not over-sexualized. It just kind of is a fun vibe. I like that, sexual electricity. Yes, exactly. And Wet Dreams is one mm-hmm. of those spots. Um, there's another one that I don't like as much. And Although it's it, gotten better. It has gotten better. And yeah. I'm not going to name names on this one, but it's... Um, <laughs> 
It has gotten better, but originally when we first went there, they would make the dancers do those shows that we've talked about mm-hmm. pr- prior to then walking around the you know the patrons and eliciting them for a lap dance. Although I will say they have really good lap dance rooms. They do. They are very private, and right. we'll get into what may or may not go on in some of these private rooms in a little bit. But I do like them, and they have improved. But when I first went there... They made these dancers perform to, I'm assuming they made them because it seemed like everybody was doing a, a performance to like Celine Dion. Oh yeah, Ballad Central. Dion. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I mean, My Heart Will Go On and it was like Mariah Carey's like, I don't know what ballad by her, but it would, it was the epitome of cheesiness where, you know, they're doing this. I don't know, trying to do this sensual thing to a ballad, which... Ballad, and they're naked. And when was the last time you heard a ballad <laughs> that was... I mean, I think the one person that gets... Janet Jackson can maybe mm-hmm. get the closest to that, but, you know... She's th- sultry. She's sultry. But they were not choosing those songs, and it was just laughable. Wet Dreams, um, they have this shower. So it's. It, I love the, the, the vibe in there. You walk in there, it's not very large... I believe it's a Mexican owner, which I'm right. always happy for. Think so. To hear that, they have. Um, you can get a really good drink. They make great margaritas, and next to the bar, above the bar, is a window that you look through, and it's a shower. Right. And there, uh, one dancer will get in there and do a shower show where he starts off. I, does he usually start off with a speedo? Yeah, generally it's generally it's a speedo. Sometimes it's two boys. So it's whatever, but and then they kind of work down from there and strip down. Yes, yep. so they're naked. Oh yeah, yeah. So that you really get to kind of check out the goods. Mm, <laughs> Literally have a drink. <laughs> the boys are always in my mind. They always seem gay and are always really cool. Because I've just sat there, uh, my friends have sat there, and they'll just come up and talk to you, and it's, of course, they're probably hoping that you'll go back with them for a dance, but it's not mandatory, and it's a nice vibe. And then there's another stripper pole on the other side of the bar, and ultimately, I think there's like two back, um, I don't know, dancer stall, lap Mm -hmm. dance stalls, that you then go back, and it's pretty streamlined. You just go back there. I think the dancer then tells... The, you know, some captain or somebody that works at the bar, I don't know, you pay them and you go back and it's, it's a great experience. It's, it's completely fun. Um, you can, it's the kind of place where, yeah, there's the sexual energy, but you have as much fun if you go with a group of friends or as, or by yourself. I mean, it's not, it's not just about that. It's about having a really good night out. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I want to continue on with a few more of these spots, um, but I also want to talk about what that experience can or cannot be like that is different oftentimes, um, particularly in different cities, overseas, when you do go back for a lap dance. And, you know, like we talked about, there's twist where you're out in the open and and it's literally just a lap dance. They are in... They're, you know, I don't know, G-string or not G-string or maybe uh, Speedo. Speedo, I would say. Yeah, Shorts, I don't remember. Hot short, hot pants. Not jockstrap, not not uh, G-strings, but hot men. Right, yeah. right. We talked about how when you do go back there, typically the protocol is one lap dance per song. 
And I talked about, you know, how, you know, make sure you know the mm-hmm. when the next song goes in. But, um, you know, I kind of want to get into what may or may not go back there. And, you know, I've had so many different types of lap dances and they are sort of that typical, um, you know, they're you're sitting down on a bench, perhaps right. they're dancing over you. You can feel their chest. They're grinding. You can feel their but some places will pull their pants down, right? Right. It's, it, it, there's, it's really interesting. You almost have to, again, communicate because the rules are different in different places. Sometimes the dancers will get naked. In some places, uh, I understand that even the patron can get naked. I mean, yeah. that, that can happen. Um, some places, that's absolutely not allowed. Right, And right. some places, and the dancers they, can't. And then sometimes there's... You know, rule breakers where there's these rules, but then a dick might come out and yeah. I, your mouth is at perfect level for it. I'm just saying stuff like that can happen. Um, sounds like Montreal. <laughs> sounds like Montreal. Although yeah. in Montreal, and we'll get more into Montreal. Um, Montreal is interesting because one of them, they used to have, you know, when you go back, they had like, they still have it like at one of the bars. Um, they'll have like six or eight right. different stalls. So mm-hmm. there's, and they're set up and we're talking about the bar. What bar are we talking about? Campus. Yeah, campus. We're talking about campus which, in Montreal. And at this one, which is really interesting, you can walk in, they have a great bar. Um, they'll make great cocktails. You have a minute to kind of like chill. Then they do these performances. Some are better than others. Some are actually really well thought out and, they introduce them. It's like, and coming to the stage now, we have Felix. And then, and they do one performance with like their street clothes. That's like, you know, the latest, I don't know, hip hop song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, then they'll go away and they might bring somebody else on and then they'll come back like, I don't know, 15 minutes later or 10 minutes later. And this is where, this is their performance to like strip down. Right. And it, I, I found what I really like about this bar um, is it's a very friendly bar. The, the dancers will come up to you, but they're not aggressive. It's right. just it's just like if you show interest, they are interested. If you don't show interest, they're like great. And the bartenders cool. are typically great, and one of them we love. Um, yeah, he may be straight, but he's so cool, and we've yes. we. we we dis- you and I discovered he- we all had a love of food and total foodie. Anybody that knows Montreal knows that the food scene there is just awesome. Yeah. Some, and so we went, the three of us went to dinner and just had a great time. You know, and that's... There was no sexual... No. Well, we, we thought it was cute, but it was our love of food and our, you know, camaraderie that we shared, right? Yeah. Well, I, I actually think that it's interesting that some of these um, fun bar places with strippers and stuff are also great foodie capitals. I mean, yes. that's oh, actually interesting. Like, you know, people of high taste go perhaps, to, yeah, I think perhaps, so. Perhaps, yeah. Not sure about that floppy. Yeah, no. <laughs> floppy Richards in the, yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, and so, and back to my point that I was originally getting to is that at this bar, you used to be able to go back and at campus. And when you went back with the dancer and they're so, they're cool. They, 
many of the dancers will walk you back and they'll like grab your hand and like, mm-hmm. yes. like now you're holding hands with this dancer. And it's, it's, it again with the fantasy, right? Right. And it's, it's so cute and sexy and like, oh, yeah. you almost think I have a chance with whatever. Yeah. It's and, a date. and then you go and then there's a hand sanitizer right before you walk, which I, which and they awesome. always, I think they've been instructed to do the hand sanitizer, which mm-hmm. you then do well, which I love because right. germaphobes, you'll be happy. And then you go back. Well, you used to be able to go back at campus and you would go into one of the stalls and there was a door or a curtain. I can't remember what it was. And so you were truly private. Something must have happened legally or whatever where they just removed all of those. So now you're pretty much, you know, I mean, not that anyone's like looking. I do think there's somebody overall like checking in periodically to make sure. And there must have been some situation that removed all of these doors, but right. you can still have a fun time going back there. Yeah, I think the the dancers will still disrobe a, a fair bit. Yes. Yeah, I've had dancers there. Yeah. I mean, rules can break, and that's all I'm going to say on that. There's a bar next door. Um, stock bar? Stock bar. Yeah. That is the same situation. Um, I like it. It's not my favorite, but I, I, f- I find that stock is it's it's a fun place. Again, the bartenders can be friendly. The dancers can be okay. The dancers, I think, are a hair more aggressive and a hair straighter. Yes. Then that's sort of the thing. So if that's not your fantasy, go upstairs to campus. Right, right. And I would um, tell you all that one of the best things about. St. Catherine Street, is yeah. it? Yeah. In Montreal, is it's the gay area. And you know, gay village. I feel like we're yeah. in gay village. We're losing a lot of those gay villages. We were we just are. in San Francisco. Right. On the iconic Castro Street, which just was awesome. It reminded it me of the old days. But, you know, we're losing a lot of those in, in I would argue, in some places. And sure. St. Catherine still retains that gay mecca whatever you want to call it. And you can go to stock bar campus in the middle of the day. Um, happy hour. I think you can even go earlier. I'm not sure what time they open, but certainly somewhere in the afternoon. I know you can definitely go at happy hour for sure, because I've had, I haven't gone, but I know I have a friend that has gone like, you know, we were going to have dinner at eight, but he wanted to do happy hour and, the, and, you, and they have the dancers. And the selection pool is different. And it it's is. not better or worse. It's just different right. from what you're going to potentially see at night. And so it's that's a really great spot if you want to try some of these mm-hmm. bars. Well, and I think Montreal is uh, so such a fabulous city that you have everything. I mean, you have the history. You have the city. You have amazing shopping, great food, great people. And you feel like you've really gotten away with a short flight. Exactly, exactly. And moving on to, like, Europe, I mean, I'll never forget one of, like, the epitome of this kind of what we're talking about. And it's not a dancer bar, per se. It's a little bit more hardcore. But, you know, it's called... Uh, in Barcelona, it's called Termas. Yeah, it's it's a bathhouse, but with a twist. Right, right. And so when you go there, they clearly state that uh, this is not your ordinary bathhouse. Anybody that you see in there that is propositioning you to get together is working. Yeah. And by working, so you need to 
talk to them about what you're going to pay between them. And they're very upfront and honest. And it's a total nice spa. Clean. Clean. And, um, and they, well, at least when we were in there, there was a lot of um, Brazilian men. Yes. That spent their time there. And so they, there was so many beautiful, sexy, hot uh, Brazilians. We went with somebody that was like, panicking to enter this place because he did not know what he was in. We weren't necessarily sure ourselves, right? but we convinced him to go. And it was really cool because, you know, we got in our towels, we had an, a safe locker, we went to right. like this little cafe area and I think we got a drink. And then when you do meet one of these that you like and they're propositioning you, they have these different rooms. Um, some of them are very small and you can have your fun with them. Um, but we learned from the one, our one friend that was like panicked that apparently if you just ask them, there's a larger room with yes. like a bed and super clean. And he went from like panic to expert. Yeah. I think the panic attack faded. Um, yeah. Just yeah. going to leave it at that. And taught us something. But, but it was funny because the same place I went to in the early nineties and I, they didn't have the signs. They didn't tell me anything like that. And I went in and I never thought like, what is going on? The hottest men in the world are all like flocking to me. And I, I was like, I was happy, but I didn't get the memo that that was, there was a slight component of and something clearly else. You weren't the only one. And that's no. why they, I think there's a huge, there's a big sign when you first walk yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, they fix Like you that. are about to walk into, here's what to, and then they tell you again as payment, which I think is good. Like, again, back to your communication, what we say on the show, the more you know, the more you're aware, the more right. you're aware, the more you, there's less drama and there's more fantasy and fun. And that's what we want. Absolutely. And, you know, that goes to something that um, I think, which is really unique about these places, um, for your audience... You don't have to do anything at any of these places. If you are more of a voyeur or you're just interested in social scene, you can go to every one of these places that we've talked to and you can do as much or as little as you want. Nobody's going to look down on you. Nobody's going to have any kind of fuss or bust with it. Literally, it's just you're there to have free energetic fun. I like that. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. No one's, there's no, you know, hardcore forcing on any of these, particularly in the, in some of these latter ones that we yeah. mentioned, it's, it's a little bit more like you can just have a cocktail and chill. And, it, um, I like that component to it. And it's just a fast, it's a nice alternative. And again, it's, you know, typically when we're going to bars, it's our off time. It's our right. vac holiday time. It's our, you know, relax time. Right. And this just adds another layer of fun and frivolity that's makes us gay and, and fun. I think I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, before we go though, I know you were telling me offline yes. about a place you went where in Georgia, I, it was a town outside of Atlanta by about five miles. And I can't remember the name of the town, but it was, it was my, my all time favorite experience of this kind of bar it, because it was a big warehouse and I went out there and they had an entrance for uh, men or women who wanted to see naked men dance. They had an entrance for um, men or women who wanted to see naked women dance. And they had an entrance in the middle to watch men and women who are naked dance. 
And you can enter any one you door can. Door number one, door number, door number one. two. Exactly. Except there was interconnected doors once you were inside. Oh. So all these boys who weren't quite ready to commit, but were interested. Yo, I'm just going to say it. Exactly. Yeah. Would go in the one door. And but get they would lost somehow. Exactly. Their friends, their frat brothers were trying to figure out where they were, but I could tell you where they were. Wow. And I like They went that. to the left. I think that's maybe, maybe we're... In some ways, where we're headed, because you know, in Berlin, there's the iconic Berghain yes. club that everyone says is, and I'm, we've been there before, and it's an old power plant, and it's comprised of different levels, and there's a huge gay population that goes, and then there's like a straight population, and there's sort of a more straight dance floor, and then there's a little bit more gay, but then there's this cavernous areas, a couple of them. That are, when I say cavernous, it's, they are like that cave-like where you can wander off. And typically I've seen mostly men in there, but then you're back with your crew. And I just kind of like the fluidity of these types of spots. Um, not necessarily DL, but I think maybe we're kind of headed in that more fluid way. Who knows? But I, I feel that that is sort of the future and what a great place that is. Although if you do go to the... Um, place below it industry uh just make sure you know what night it is and wear the right thing that's laboratory. all i'm gonna say laboratory sorry yeah exactly yeah, i don't know why i thought industry but yeah laboratory, laboratory. Yeah. just make sure you wear the right clothes because this boy got turned away because yeah. i was not sporty enough for sport gym night we're, we're due for trying that again and we yes. will well thank I'll you plan ahead please plan ahead i hope this has been a little enlightening for you I'd love to hear from you and, and what stories like you all have had in some of these spots or certainly places we've missed because I know we've missed a ton of them. I mean, we haven't even been to Bangkok to, on this trip. Oh, but Bangkok, yeah, I mean, my, my goodness, gosh. Amsterdam, Prague, um, we could go on and on. I'll exactly. try to list some of these on our website. Um, but thank you so much for chatting with me, Frank Pond. Lovely. Um, yeah, and we can always follow you. Um, at uh, On Instagram at FDPond, uh, Tumblr, uh, FDPond, uh, easy to find, uh, Carlton Street at various other places. All right, I love it, I love it. Thank you again. Um, for now, continue having hot gay sex, and we will see you next week. Thank you. <laughs>